What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravens Media, bringing Ravens content every single day. If you want to see a day of the Ravens content, make sure to hit the subscribe button down below and hit the notification bell if you want to get notified every single time I upload a brand new video. Now, quickly, you guys are going to be able to see my background is a little bit different. I have my room rearranged. I have a green screen. I'm working on setting that up to make it just kind of like a, it'll be like a really casual background. Um, I don't know, just something that'll be really standard. But for this, I figure, hey, it's not cluttered. You can see me pretty clearly. But let me know in the comment section down below if you like it. Um, you know, but I, I'll set up the green screen eventually and, you know, kind of test it out, see if any backgrounds like really work. I'm not going to make it chaotic or anything like that. It's going to be really, really slick background, kind of something probably similar to, um, you know, you guys see in the foreground of this video with the, the borders and things like that. It'll be pretty light, but Hopefully you guys end up liking it. But in today's video, what I wanted to talk about was I want to talk about PFF because they released their their rankings for Ravens players for the first four weeks of the season. And I kind of want to talk about it. But before I whenever I bring up PFF, I need to I need to mention something. OK, because PFF is not a stat. It is not a statistic. It is an opinion from a Cincinnati based organization. OK, you know, I, I hear a lot of things. I know um, some people and what they say is, you know why PFF doesn't matter? Because PFF is never brought up in a contract negotiation. No player will go out and say, well, I was PFF graded me in 87, so I'm good. No, 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 no. They grade you that because of your stats and they grade you that. But I still want to talk about it, okay? Because it's still something to reference and talk about. So it's okay if you disagree with these. It's okay if you do agree. And I want to talk about these players and what my thoughts have been on them and if I think that they are properly rated. But if you think, hey, PFF's missing out on this guy. This guy's been balling. Where is he? Put that in the comment section down below and we can talk about that as well. But starting off at the number one graded player by the Baltimore Ravens through the first four weeks, and it does say minimum 100 snaps, it's Calais Campbell. And I think I think that's probably pretty accurate. And I think that really shows Calais Campbell as a whole, how often are announcers calling Calais Campbell's name? It's not very often. However, he is there making an impact at every point in the game. Whenever he's on the field, it seems like he's making an impact. You know, he may not get the tackle. He may not get the pressure, but he's absorbing blockers and he's chasing after the football. And I think that's something that really describes how Calais has been in Baltimore. Has he been the sack machine that he was in Jacksonville? No. But has he been a really, really important piece to this defense? Absolutely. And we felt that piece missing when he missed a game. I believe he missed a game. He might not have missed a game. I may be stupid on that one. Call me out if I'm wrong on that. But um, I don't think he did. But uh, yeah, Calais Campbell overall is just somebody that goes out there, puts in the work, and plays like a Raven. And I think that it goes completely overlooked when we talk about, wow, that guy played really great because Calais Campbell always plays really solid. I don't think I've ever watched a Ravens game and been like, wow, Calais Campbell really messed up. Why didn't he do anything? Because what he does is he does the things that don't go onto the stat sheet. It's like a basketball player that puts in a lot of intensity and effort and they wear out the opponent. They don't get a stat for that. But that's what he does. He goes out there and makes plays. I'm never like, oh, Calais didn't get a sack. Oh, Calais didn't um, get a swat. No, because what Calais does doesn't need to be put on the statue. He's a great leader. He's going out there. He's putting in work. He's taking up blockers. And he's making the Ravens better. And so I, I'm not against that at, at number one overall for the Ravens. Number two is Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, I think that makes sense. The dude is absolutely balling. He did struggle a little bit against Oakland, but that was not 
really his fault. That was the fault of the offensive tackles. That was the fault of all, not even just the tackles, the entire offensive line and the way that that game was called. That was, that was very difficult, but he has been absolutely balling it to prove that PFF put out their highest graded quarterbacks from weeks three and four. Lamar Jackson's number three on that list. Lamar Jackson, highest graded quarterback or third highest graded passing grade, passing grade. Okay. This isn't highest graded players. It's passing grade in the last two weeks. I think we Ravens fans understand that Lamar Jackson is a very good passer, but everybody else just seems to completely forget that the way the Lamar Jackson touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown. Yes, it was a spectacular catch. Lamar Jackson put that ball in the air for 60 yards, 60 yards. He put that ball in the air. That's not talked about. Why? Because they don't want to give him praise. They want to praise Hollywood, but give Lamar Jackson his praise for absolutely throwing a dot on that play. And he's he's been passing outside the numbers. He has been absolutely amazing for this team. And he's really been carrying the offensive load. And everybody's, you know, I've made a couple jokes about it. It's like, why does Lamar have a sore back? Because he's he's putting the backpack on and he's carrying this whole team uh, to three victories <laughs> because it's been really tough. But overall, I think I'm completely okay with Lamar Jackson at number two. Number three, Marquise Hollywood Brown. And I think this is very interesting. I think it's the most interesting one because obviously he had the the horrible game against Detroit. Three dropped touchdowns for about 120 combined total yards, but he's still top 10 in receiving yards. He was graded as the number two wide receiver with five, minimum five targets last week in terms of separation. And shout out to James Prochet, who was actually the number one um in yards per separate or separation per route run um they were one and two he has been getting open and i think that's the biggest thing that we need to recognize with hollywood yes he had the drops but the biggest thing was he was open and that he talked about he's like yeah i've been working so much on my route running i've been working so much on all these things i can't drop those passes well he didn't drop it last week he has been playing very very well his route running has been getting him open and i think that's the biggest thing for him If he's getting open, the defense has to pay attention to that. And that, in turn, when we get all those other guys back, is going to help out this team so much. So I actually, I would agree that Hollywood is probably number three, which may seem ridiculous because of those drops. But like I said, him getting open is is the more important part of that. It's not like, you know, we've seen a lot of Lamar to Hollywood passes that are great that are absolutely amazing, right? The Arizona Cardinals pass the, that iced the game. That's a great pass. But Hollywood's, you know, the guy's running stride for stride with Hollywood in that one. Hollywood is like wide open. And and I don't know if that's the, the play call. I don't know if that's his route running, a combination of both. You know, T. Martin, uh, Keith Williams doing their thing, Greg Roman helping him out. I think it's a combination of all those things, but he has been playing very, very well and getting wide open. And that is helping this entire team. And even though he didn't capitalize on three opportunities, he still put himself in those situations that we haven't really seen him put himself in, in years past. Yes. He's made a couple of big plays um, deep and he's gotten open, but I mean, he is, he's had like six plays this year where he is just wide open deep. Uh, Think about the chiefs game. Oh, Lamar Jackson jump pass. Hollywood's wide open. Lamar Jackson overthrew Hollywood at the beginning of the game, but he was open. Uh, Hollywood dropped the three touchdowns against Detroit. The I think it was the first drop that was the one in the end zone. It may have been tipped. It's not may not be as much his fault as you know I'm making it out to seem. But there's been a lot of plays where he is just who 
he's gone. And that's the player that the Ravens felt like they drafted a guy that can separate and a guy that can be a deep threat. And he's doing both right now. And so I'm, I'm completely okay with him being at number three. You guys can completely disagree with me. Let me know if you do, but number four is Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. He hasn't been, his name hasn't been being called out as much in the last, you know, in the, since the beginning of the season, it has gotten better in the last couple of weeks, but He's going out there and he's run blocking. I think that's the biggest thing is he's been actually pretty solid in the run blocking game, which I think is why he's graded up here. And I'm not going to disagree with Mark Andrews being up here because he's played well. Yeah, he hasn't had some crazy game. He had a good game against Detroit. But overall, the Ravens know that Mark Andrews is still the focal point of this offense. Defenses are just trying to cover him more. And that's why the Ravens are taking advantage of the sidelines is because they know Mark Andrews, everyone's trying to stop the middle of the field. And that's leaving everybody else open. And that's because of Mark Andrews. So I'm completely okay with him being at number four. And at number five is Bradley Bozeman. I don't think any Ravens fans are going to have a quarrel with Bradley Bozeman because he's been snapping the ball well, and he's been blocking pretty darn well too. So I've, I I think that's a great selection by PFF. I personally can't think of a guy. Only guy that I would maybe think of is Chuck Clark. I feel like he's played very well. To start the season, he has made a couple of mistakes, but Chuck Clark would be the only name that I can think of that I would think he should be on here. But let me know if you guys think another guy should be on this list. Um, I'm really curious to see what you guys think, but thank you all for watching. Subscribe for more Daily Ravens content. Let me know what you guys think about the the look of all of this. I'm going to try and get the green screen set up eventually. Um, I don't know when it exactly will be, but thank you all for watching, and I will see all of you again tomorrow.